Welcome back to another episode of 3x3 Hustle Hype. This is your host, 3x3 Asia Cup champion from Australia, Greg Hire. Actually, a little bit humbled, maybe a little bit embarrassed that I have to introduce the next guy because I feel like he should be doing the, uh, the introduction. That is my man, Carl Montgomery, or most probably as the 3x3 world know, the voice. Mate, how the heck are you going? Man, uh, I'm, I'm managing, I'm maintaining, and listen, I didn't mind the intro you just did. It was good. You know what I'm saying? And, and from, from my perspective, I, I'm, still, I'm still digging the accent. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But uh, things, are, things are good. We're, we're still adapting. You know, uh, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles, so, you know, we're still dealing with the virus. And, uh, but, but I'm maintaining, man, positive spirits this way. Absolutely. Before we, uh, we, we, we go back to how you started, and obviously – I feel part and parcel of the excitement behind 3x3 is having you behind the mic, uh, given a little bit of maybe a professional glimpse of, of what it is, but the anecdotes, the, the highlights, the nicknames. Um, I want to go back to maybe a little bit of a somber note, and I'm not really a somber guy, so we'll move on. But, I mean, how has this year been? You'd be right now, or maybe thereabouts in Tokyo. Um, it was supposed to be an incredible year. Um, how are you going? Because, I mean, no world tour, you know, no challenger circuits. And you're, on the, you're basically living out of the suitcase for maybe 11 months of the year. I mean, how are you, how are you dealing with all of that? That, it, that was my life. That's been my life for the, for the past five-plus years. So, you know, I mean, it, it's a struggle, man. To be honest, I got the itch. Like, I'm calling plays at my house. You know, my <laughs> sons come upstairs. I'm calling them going to the kitchen. You know, you know, I mean, whatever I can do uh, just to kind of, you know, keep uh, keep some sort of a rhythm, you know, um, it, it's hard, you know, and I miss the game, you know, and especially, you know, our palate was so wet, you know, we're, we're waiting for the Olympics. You know, I'm really seeing the game, you know, evolve, um, you know, right before my eyes. So, you know, I was I was anxious to see what this year was going to bring. Um, so, you know. Obviously, we couldn't control, you know, the virus and, and, and the pandemic and the spread and, and, you know, all the ramifications now. So I'm just dealing, dealing with it uh, the, the best I can. Looking forward to now next year and, uh, you know, hoping to maybe get back to the world tour as soon as possible. But, you know, everything's still in flux. We don't, we don't know the other side of this thing yet. Absolutely. You talk about that itch. I've only, you know, in, in the recent months, and there's obviously a perspective of how significant this, this issue is, um, but we're sort of seeing the French Open, Lithuanians start playing. Did you only sort of look at that and, and go, oh, God, I wish I could be there? Oh, come on, man. I think you just <laughs> trying to rub this in on me. You, you come on. You. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the action up there and – Man, Lithuanians was balling. I'm looking at the highlights. You know, I'm I'm, I'm checking out uh, you know Fever Three X Three's um, IG page, and I'm like, man, oh, I, I would have said, oh, I would have said that for this. Oh, you know, so um, it just it made me miss the game even even more. But but also it was it was encouraging too because you know it shows me you know how Three X Three has spread, how serious people are are taking the game. And, and it gave, you know, some people over there some reprieve from, you know, the reality that we're dealing with, you know, right now. No doubt. And it's funny how, yeah, the negatives, you take the positives. Leagues that 
aren't up and running, have an opportunity to play three x three, get immersed, which I f- feel like is going to help them in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we saw a French player, I think, um, like a five on five start, just play in the French Open, just so that, you know. And he obviously he's played in, in prior, but it sort of was really exciting. What I was seeing, like, geez, this could really, really take over. Um, yeah, which is a, is a great thing for three x three. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I didn't want to sell sell my all my French people uh, short either. Yeah, they was they were balling over there as well. They, I mean, they obviously been a powerhouse in the game for for so long. They were anticipating, you know, a big year as well. But uh, you know, if if things stay the course, I think that, that we'll still have a couple of big tournaments coming up uh, over in France uh, next year. And um, so, I'm looking forward to it, man. Give me yeah, anything but- to claim right now. I was. Six players Absolutely. on the court. Let's, yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, let's, let's take it back. 2015, your very first event. Uh, what was it? I went to Lausanne, Switzerland. That was my, my very – the Olympic capital. That was my introduction to, uh, to 3X3. It was, uh, was nerve-wracking, man. You know, I, uh, you know, I think the people that hired me, you know, they, they just assumed that it would be a natural transition from – calling highlights for the NBA to then calling live 3X3 action, which, you know, it was different. You know, you don't just jump into play-by-play calling the game as fast as 3X3 is. Well, you know, I learned, you know, kind of baptism by fire. But, uh, you know, I remember being a little nervous. I came in a suit and they clowned on me. You know, they, they were like, listen, we do things different here. Be relaxed. This is a cool job, you know. So... <laughs> I kind of got a taste of, uh, you know, what, what the friendships and partnerships would be like, you know, in, from uh, Switzerland that year. And then I, I had Mexico City as my second event. How did you even get into that? that they earmarked you or do you see it sort of growing and you put your hand up, like, I want to be, become more involved and an unbelievable opportunity, especially with the Olympics? Well, you know, I, I'll be honest. I, um, I was so consumed in my work here in the States. Um, I did. I really wasn't up on 3x3 um, at the time in 2015. I was just transitioning from uh, the NBA, and I was doing some college uh, sports and and kind of expanding um, a little bit. And uh, they reached out to me, and uh, based off of my work with the NBA, and they said we we just think that you would be a, a natural fit. You know, is it something that you think you would also be interested in? And you know at at the time, I, you know, I wasn't really sure. I'm like, you know, what, what is this 3X3? What do they play? And I'm looking at countries like Kazakhstan on their list. And, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know about this. <laughs> so, but I, uh, I said, man, this is, this is worth a try, though. I looked at some, some of the links they sent me, and I said, this thing's got some potential. And, I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind being aboard. So I went, experienced my first tournament, and that, that's where I went from. I wouldn't mind being a part of it to – Hey, I want to get on board with this. I like this. This this has great potential, and here you know here I am now, five years later, hoping to get back on the mic. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I want to I want to dig into your mindset because obviously, as much as everyone recognizes the voice, there must be an unbelievable amount of preparation. And I know you're a consummate professional. Even like you know, I see when you get back home and you, you know, uh, given the scoops, given the news, and I know there's a lot of prep. I want to dig a little 
bit deeper into into terms of I know there's a fantastic staff behind the three X three world that assists you, but I mean, what, what what do you go into to make sure that you, you're prepared? I mean, there's a ridiculous amount of athletes that come through, new guys every single time. There's no time oh, yeah. to rest. There's a game every fifteen minutes. I mean, what 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 do you have to do? Man, I, I put those thirteen and twelve and eleven hour uh, plane rides to use. Uh, I can't sleep on a plane anyway. But no, I, I, look, I'd be remiss not to not to give my team uh, props, man. Our communications team, you know, Julian DeBove uh, leading the way and we've had Annie, uh, you know, uh, doing a lot of work in, for the, in the past uh, with us. So, um, you know, they, they help prepare me. I get these media packets, man, uh, <laughs> that are this thick and they've got, you know, they've got all types of different information uh bits of information that i use so what i do is i just uh consolidate these uh the media guys they give me and i take the nuggets that i think are interesting and i study them and i try to remember them and the ones i don't i keep uh i keep handy you know that way i can you know drop a nugget of guys that uh, or gals at a free throw line and i can say you know which college they went to or you know maybe something that they did in previous years so uh, I look, I look really smart because I got a lot of people around me that that keep me tight. And when I make a mistake, they make sure to correct me and make it until I get it correct. Yeah. The other side, pronunciation. There is no way. I mean, we're talking about Kazakhstan, and I mean, I struggle to say that. I mean, <laughs> are you sometimes mumbling through it and just hoping no one picks up? And I'm sure there's Listen, mums man. and dads hitting you up privately and saying, "This is how you say their name." Absolutely, but I, you know, I, it started happening. It ha started happening so much, I just started telling people on the broadcast, contact me on my, <laughs> this account and let me know if I'm saying a uh, uh, name wrong. You know, and, and man, so many people reached out from so many different countries. They would send me voice messages, um, <laughs> really telling me how to uh, pronounce it or where you're doing, where you're going wrong, and. Uh, you know, people spell it out phonetically for me different times. So, I, man, I've gotten a lot of help. And look, to this day, I still butcher <laughs> names. I apologize in advance, but I think the people that are listening know, they know I'm trying my, my damn best. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not intentionally trying to slaughter a name. <laughs> There's no doubt. The, um, mate, the famous catchphrases, so obviously they want to take your money makers, I mean... Uh, Disco Dom Jones. I mean, are these? Surely you've got a catalog, or, or are you? Are you just going? Yeah, I'm rolling with it, and and even if they're not rolling with it, I'm making sure I'm rolling with it. Hey, listen, I got a cat. I do have a catalog. It's like uh, <laughs> you might. It's like uh, I'm not a rapper, but I, I may I may think of something that's funny, or I may tie something together. And you know, I'm getting a little older, so some I, I forget stuff sometimes. So I may write it down. And I'll have it, uh, I'll even have it in the back of my mind or I'll have, uh, I'll have it uh, somewhere handy to when I want to say something creative about this or about that. But most of the time the game is happening so fast, you just got to roll, you, whatever your gut tells you to, to, to say. If it's, if it's something nastier than a porta potty, then that's what it is. Somebody, if the dunks on them, you know, you know make that, that, this is the nasty face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, I've really touched on. I think this is the the uh, intimacy 
of the the tournament right we hang out a lot we're going to be able to have the ability to um you gotta be able to give a player crap for, i mean i remember one of my highlights is me airballing it and i literally would have had about 25 uh former teammates or mates hit me up and uh and what was vivid in my mind was you harping on it for about two minutes and I airballed a free throw, right? Um, and so you got to be able to, <laughs> got to be able to accept a little bit of, you know, uh, banter, as they say in, in Australia. <laughs> but talk to me about that, how that's helped, because I feel like, you know, you're consistently and everyone loves seeing you. You're a bundle of joy, enthusiasm, and I think that's just the way, the sentiment that's helped with the 3x3. I mean, how has that been in, I guess, the unique approach where you're seeing people and you're having breakfast. I remember seeing you at the World Cup, you, you know, um, just yeah. to catch up with them. How, how's that been? I mean, how have you embraced that sort of style as well? As you know, man, it's very intimate. You know, I may say a dude got dunked on the, the day before <laughs> and I'll see him at breakfast the next morning with his slippers on. We both got stuff in our <laughs> eyes. I'm like, oh, man, you know. But uh, I think that, that the players have an understanding that, that I do this uh, – purely out of love for the game, man. I, um, I've, been a, I've been a smack-talking uh, dude since the time I was a kid, and, and I never meant any of it in malice. It was always just to hype up the party a little bit, to just uh, stir the pot a little bit. So, you know, I also make sure I, I show love when it's due. Uh, and also, if you do something wrong or you do, you, then I'm, I'm going to say something about that a lot of times as well. So, you know, do something, do something dope, and I'm going to overhype <laughs> it for you. But if he, if he cross your ankles off, then we're going to have to have a conversation. And I, you know, that's just the way it works. Absolutely. The, how, how far do you go into the unique storytelling of it all? Because that's, I mean, oh, 3X3 doesn't have the luxury of having these high-profile guys. And when they are, they obviously go and they have this social media. But a lot of it, you know, the, we'll talk about these unique challenges as you're, talk, you're talking to fans that maybe don't even speak English, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side where they don't really know much about these players. They're absolute superstars in the 3x3 world, but then when they go back home, you know, in the traditional 5-on-5, five five, then they're no, no big, bigger than anyone else. I mean, how, how, how much do you delve into that, the storytelling side of it and, and, and trying to elevate these guys to be the superstars they are? Well, the goal is to always tell more stories. It's, it's what's going, it, 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 it's what makes the game unique. It's what gives the game some complexion, some flavor. Uh, and it's what I think fans yearn for. You know, it's one thing to watch a guy play well, and you can develop a relationship following this person and becoming a fan of this person by the way they play. But oftentimes when you see their journey, um, or, you know, when you see Greg Hire and what he's doing off the court in terms of mental, uh, mental health, um, you know, then it gives, some, it gives fans an opportunity to see that, that other side. And it makes those players even more endearing, you know what I mean? So, you know, I think that uh, the, the effort is, uh, the goal is to always put even more effort into telling those stories, you know, especially with the Olympic platform you know, introducing the 3X3 to, you know, a global scale, on a, on a, you know, on a, obviously nothing bigger than the Olympics, then uh, we can highlight a lot of those stories. And I think people will fall fall in love with the game itself, just, just the structure of the game, 
but then they'll also start to fall in love with some of those individual players when they look at their journey and, and how they've got to where they, they've, they've come to. You just touched on the Olympics. Have you been to one yet? Or is this going to be your first one? Man, I've, I've only covered Olympics from, from studio uh, remotely in Alabama. I've never been to an Olympic Games. It's something I, would, I definitely have on my, my goal list for my career. Mm. But it would have been checked off by now. But yeah, next so, year, yeah. So no doubt that's going to be a highlight. Um, what's been your highlights throughout your career? I mean, what's been favorite location? I mean, were you waking up and, and a Mongolian mountain? Did you ever think that was <laughs> going to be your career trajectory? Man, I can't tell you. Uh, absolutely not, man. That's why I just, uh, sometimes I just, it's almost like I just take my hand off the wheel. Because when I start trying to steer, that's when things get, you know, you know, I've been incredibly blessed. This was never uh, an intention of mine. Uh, I'll be honest. I grew up so poor, man. I didn't, a passport wasn't, uh, wasn't even feasible. We didn't, I didn't even think about having uh, the ability to travel outside of the United States. You know, I was hardly ever making it outside of my city. So now I've been, you know, to 20 plus countries from Abu Dhabi to Manila, Philippines to, you know, I've been to China maybe 12 times in the past uh, five years. I've, you know, I've been all over Asia, Japan, and, and just talking about it, it makes me smile because, you know, a cat like me is supposed to be able to do stuff like that. I mean, but here I am. I got friends over in Australia. You know, I'm making plans to get out to Australia. <laughs> you know? Mate, we we would have you in a heartbeat and I'd make sure you have a, a damn good time I, and I do love that because I, I remember seeing a few times like you start bringing out your family to a couple of trips and I remember like you, you you just spoke about off, off air your little fella and yourself I mean you talked about your background I mean was that pretty special to sort of I saw me even behind the mic I mean how was that yeah. sort of a pinch me moment like to, to be able to do something that special with your family man uh, it's hard to put it to words. It's, um, I think, uh, you know, this opportunity with FIBA, you know, coming from the NBA, I've gotten so many different tastes of, of covering the sporting world. I was in studio, you know, working with uh, NBA players that I grew up idolizing, Gary Payton, and I'm sitting next to Chris Webber and Charles Barkley, and I'm doing work with them. And that was, that was just the, the apex. I didn't think it, it got bigger than that. Uh, but FIBA, the ability to travel and experience different people from different cultures has done more for my personal life than, I mean, any, anything else in my career, you know, um, and, and to, to now be able to share it with my family. I mean, it, I mean it's, it's invaluable to me. Um, I knew once I went over to Switzerland that first time and, you know, I walked up uh, uh, Lake Limon, which I thought was Lake Geneva, but, it's just beautiful. And I said, I would love for, for uh, you know, my kids to one day uh, be able to see something like this. And, you know, now, now my son's been to China and, you know, my, my wife and daughter have been to uh, the uh, Philippines with me and we've been a bunch of different places, uh, Prague and Spain, man. <laughs> it's been a dream. No, that is, that is special, no doubt. I understand that family connection. Hopefully I'm not cutting in. It's actually just started buffeting down where I'm at. Um, talk to me, favorite event you've ever ho um, hosted? 
Woo, woo. Uh, woo. It's been some good ones. I had a one of my more memorable ones was the U18 World Cup in Astana, Kazakhstan. Uh, we got hit with what is what seemed like a, a tornado or something. The wind was blowing sideways. We had to postpone the action uh, in the middle of the day. Um, uh, man, that World Cup in Nantes was outstanding. The frigid 2017 World Cup final in China, Beijing, another one that sticks out to me. <laughs> you know, even, yeah. even the uh, World Cup qualifier, I know that in Puerto Rico, I thought that was a, that was a really competitive uh, tournament. I love that. I mean, obviously, you know, you guys did uh, Australia represented there. So, uh, yeah, you know, I know it's a watered down answer, but there's been a lot. Maybe my favorite city I'll go with uh, Lausanne, Switzerland. It's just too, it's just beautiful. Do you, uh, do you feel like when you're in the, the, say, the world tour in Los Angeles, sort of that, a sense of pride, like you bring this to, to America, which generally isn't a powerhouse? Like yeah, sort of. Yeah, that realm. Yeah. I think if you talk to a lot of the uh, FIFA execs, I've been saying for a lot of, for several years now, man, God, you know, I want us to get this going here in the states. You know, I I, I think, uh, you know, once they catch a whiff of this, I know that we tend to be focused on the five on five game. But I'm telling you, we we hit the big cities here, which they had done prior. I think they had Chicago and Miami uh, before, but you know. Man, so when when I found out it was coming to LA, I said, "Oh yeah, we got to represent." And I and I wanted to make sure I stepped my game up too. Like, you know, this is my backyard now. This is where I call home now. So, uh, we I took a lot of pride in that, man. Absolutely. Um, before we, oh, we're going to obviously have to touch on the Australian team, and and I know obviously the women's team that you're doing really special things. Have you? Think about when you very first started. There's been a few players, and I haven't seen even it's been pretty cool during this time. You know, the, the, the social media pages, 3x3 um, mm-hmm. and IG, they sort of rehash people that played, and you're like, wow, it's like, I mean, they're doing some things in, say, the NBA world, but, or, or you know, the Euro Leagues. Have there been some players over your time that sort of, as soon as you step on the court, they're like, wow, they're going to, they're doing some special things? I mean, who, who have you been your highlights? And even now, I mean, even now, like Dasan and Masterovich, and I got to play against uh, Disco just only a few months, well, quite a while back. But you sort of admire, yeah. I guess, the new group of guys going through Lasmanis. I mean, who who's sort of struck your eye? Man, we 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 got a we have an abundance of talent, and you 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 do have a guy like Damo coming off an MVP season last year. I think he got plenty left in the tank. Uh, <laughs> I think, I, I, you know, looking at a lot of the Lithuanian players, you know, Marius Uzupis, I think, is, a, is another kind of up-and-comer, a guy that can take over, uh, take over a game. And it's going to be interesting, interesting to see, for me, uh, Carlos Lasmanis. He's another guy that's right on the cusp. People are saying, okay, is Dushan still going to – who's going to overtake? Carlos Lasmanis is one of those guys that's been in the conversation. Got injured, unfortunately, last year. so. He'll be coming back. Uh, there's, 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 uh, he's escaping me right now, his, uh, his name, but uh, young Slovenian player. Oh, uh, uh, yep. He's going he's gonna to come up. Um, when it comes back, when it comes to me, I, I'll, I'll mention it. But, uh, I mean, we, we got an abundance of, of young talent 
I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged in the direction that, uh, that the game is going. Absolutely. And then women's side, I mean, we've got Australian teams ranked and I've been fortunate enough to, to interview quite a number of the female athletes. I mean, who's been special in that regard? Man, uh, look, <laughs> I was telling people early on, and every, people kind of thought I was on uh, riding like Australia's bandwagon a little bit. Like, oh, you love Australia. But listen, sometimes you just can see a group, a team, and the chemistry and the talent, and you can say, man, look how well they're playing right now. <laughs> Give them a year or two, and they're going to be – who's going to beat them? And I saw that with, with both on the men's and the women's side with the Australian team. But, you know, in particular the women's side, you know, uh, winning gold at the Asia Cup and with uh, OG Alice Kunik with, the, you know, I, I said, her and Beck Cole, you know, I, I gave an old school reference. I said they they the closest thing uh, to salt and pepper. But look, you got you to gotta throw Maddie Garrick in there too. We're going to get Spinderella in there as well. You know, as uh, I'm telling you, that, that trio, um, you know, in particular is the strength of that, uh, of that team. And, uh, you know, I know they dealt with some injuries, too. And, and uh, Alice is coming back. And, uh, but you're talking about a promising team, a team that could, could win gold at the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, look, mark it down. I think Australia is right in the mix. And don't sleep on the fellas, neither. I, mean, I ain't t- Look, I ain't forgot about you, Tom Wright, Andrew Steele. <laughs> yeah. Look, listen, I know I – Y'all got some ballers over there, really. With that, you, I mean, obviously I'm being biased, but the girls, the ladies' side is a genuine gold medal chance. <laughs> what did you say? You said, did you say the men have no chance? <laughs> no, I said the, the women's side is, is a gold medal chance. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what we're looking at. I think, listen, uh, there's a lot of parity in the women's uh, division. I mean, you look at France, you look at, you look at China, uh, you look at Japan, you look at Australia. I mean, uh, even, even Ukraine. I mean, these are, uh, these Russia, uh, I mean, come on. Uh, these are countries who have fielded dominant teams, um, you know, over the years, Hungary. Uh, I mean, uh, the list, the list goes on Spain. Uh, so I'm not going to say it's, it's a, it's going to be a walk in the park. Um, but, you know, judging from what I've seen, man, y'all guard play, and then you got, you know, Alice Kunik just beasting down low. And, look, man, it's going to be trouble. <laughs> it's going to be trouble. <laughs> It'd be, it would be uh, not right of me, obviously. But I love to pump my tires up a little bit. I mean, what makes you, not just the, the men's level, what, what makes you sort of, uh, as you said, you spoke highly of the Australian team. Um, and they're sort of, we are, we are new to sport. What made you sort of have that appeal? What, what, what do you enjoy about watching the, the Australian lineups when they compete? Here's what, and you know I can appreciate this. You, the toughness. You guys play, play <laughs> you play tough. You play tough. You play clean. You guys exhibit great uh, teamwork, too. I've rarely seen... Uh, and you, you might argue with me, I, but I've rarely seen you guys like really just getting at each other and, or, or you know, kind of talking. It's always an encouraging 
slap on the hip and saying, hey, come on, man. Or, you know, I've always uh, I've always enjoyed uh, the way you guys play that. And that, uh, that speaks to the coaching, too. So uh, Coach Byer and, and, uh, and Damon, you know, with That's the ladies, you know, these, these guys have uh, these guys have done outstanding work. And they're, and they're great dudes, too. So um, it's reflective in the way y'all play, man. You know, you, you you're on to something. You know, y'all, y'all play the game smooth, great shooters, toughness on the inside. Um, look, and and y'all got some good dancers too. I mean, y'all, at least for the ladies, right? <laughs> but I want to um, I want to finish on two things, and we got to touch about it. Uh, our guy homicide, and obviously, I've been enjoying this segment. Um, has it been cool to have a, a guy that's similar in, in the way? Obviously, approach things, but your backgrounds, but to sort of share that. Obviously, he's are you sort of seeing it as like a, a mentor in a way you're trying to pave the way? I mean, I know you, you travel an incredible amount. He's sort mm-hmm. of saying, because I know he was in, was he in Uzbekistan or Kazakhstan? And so I think he stitched him up, or Mongolia, you stitched him yeah, up. He was in Mongolia. First location. Yeah. You're like, yeah, hey, yeah. I've been there, you can have that. But how's that been? I'm sure you, you talk to him and, and trying to, you know, help him out uh, in that regard. Yeah, uh, he he, uh, he kind of saw how difficult the the job can be in terms of you know not only being able to you know pronounce the names but but get them quick enough while the action is happening. This you know this is a tough uh, you know it's a tough gig because the game is so damn quick. But yeah, we we rapped about it. We talked uh, we we talked uh, prior to um, uh, and after you know it, and. Uh, and we and we stayed in contact since then. So we kind of knew that ten minute sprint was something that was uh, you know in the makings. Um, you know our executives kind of recognized you know his flavor, and they thought if we uh, if we put him together, and I and I did too. I said, yeah, you know he's street. We speak the same same language. He's from the mecca of basketball here uh, in the states, and and you know he has a, a obviously a decorated career. Um, champion in the D league. And I mean, he's, he's bought against some of the best. He's one of the best and well-respected. So, you know, it's weird because I'm, I'm kind of the three X three OG, but he's kind of the hoop OG. So we kind of, we kind of feed off each other in that way. So you're a soul pepper. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to come with something. I'm going to have to come up with something more flavorful than, uh, <laughs> salt and pepper. you know, ain't nothing, nothing against that, but you know, we got to come up with something unique. <laughs> Uh, and, mate, lastly, I can speak to you all day, but where do you see the future of 3X3? I mean, it's it's growing, obviously, unfortunately, due to what's going on. But, I mean, you can only see it, obviously, in natural progression with the Olympics and, and that. You're seeing, obviously, with yourself firsthand what you've done since 2015. Where do you think 3X3 is going and, and what's, the, what's the possibilities? Man, I, uh, I see... Uh, obviously a bright future uh, for 3X3. I think it's such a shame that, you know, uh, coronavirus delayed, you know, the sporting world at large being able to see us in the Olympics this year. But listen, everything's been put on hold. So uh, I think, you know, like I was saying leading up to uh, this year, this this Olympic uh, year is so, so important in terms of, of launching uh, this sport in terms of its credibility, its likability amongst fans. I'm, I'm someone who's hooped in, in the States my whole life. And 
you know, again, we're born and bred five on five, and it's hard to tear us away from, from, from that form of basketball. But someone who's covered the NBA, and I've seen that game played at the highest level, I mean, 3x3 could take over. Uh, I think that it, it fits right in line with where we are in terms of our society. We want, we want things quick. We like exciting, and we don't like it too long. <laughs> you know, we don't want to sit for two. So you're getting quick results. You got a quick shot clock. You got a quick game. Instant highlights. You know, it, it's perfect. All they, all that the world needs to see it is on the Olympic stage, and then I think uh, it catches fire. I think it's going to be huge. Kids are going to want to play. Obviously, it's going to be it's going to be uh, more financially feasible for people to pursue careers in it. So, no, I couldn't agree more, mate. Um, obviously, had an absolute thrill talking to you. I could speak to you all day. I know you're you're a very busy man, so I appreciate you you jumping on. But mate, I want to um, obviously thank you for being involved. But I feel like the I guess progression of the three x three, I guess what's happening in the world is just basically picking back of your enthusiasm and efforts. And um, it's obviously been a, an absolute pleasure getting to know you over the last year and a bit. Um, hopefully, it's not in the so not so distant future where we're uh, having a bit of a laugh. Um, in a hotel foyer at some point or, or uh, enjoying an Aperol spritz after the tournament, after smashing a, a few guys after a while. But, mate, been an absolute pleasure. You've been an absolute legend and, uh, and I look forward to hearing your, uh, your voice behind the mic and hopefully in not not so distant future. No doubt, mate. Right back at you, man. <laughs> Hope to be seeing you soon. <laughs> Sounds good, brother. Sounds good. Well, to everyone else, thank you for tuning in for another episode of 3x3 Hustle Hot. Head to our social media on Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, whatever you might. But otherwise, thanks again, The Voice. Talk to you soon, bro. Yes, sir, man.